Okay. Welcome back. Um, if you're new here, hi. Welcome. I am Maddie, aka Mads. I'm your host. And yeah, today we're gonna talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart. This episode today is going to be, I don't want to say emotional. I don't know what this episode today is going to be. It's about me and my experience of having PMDD. If you're on my newsletter list, you know that I've been going through a little bit of an episode. Um, I haven't been feeling like myself. I've been very like low, tired, irritated, not feeling like doing literally anything. It's hard for me to even like look at anything like my phone. I was not looking at my phone. I was not looking at my emails. Um, I just kind of retracted into my shell like a turtle would. That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm just like going back into my shell and hiding. So I shared that with you in the email. If you're uh, a homie, (laughs) then you know this. But if you're not a homie yet, that's okay. Just click the little subscribe here link in the show notes. And then you'll be getting like all the details and the backstories of why I'm publishing the episodes I am in the order that I'm doing it. But anyway, I felt called to share my experience with you today because I just kind of wanted to bring some awareness and light to a kind of a dark subject or matter that I think a lot of people have experienced in their lifetime, whether that be you personally experiencing these kinds of symptoms or witnessing a person experience these kinds of symptoms, because as menstruating humans, this is kind of a common thing. And I didn't know this existed until last year. And that is terrifying because I think, honestly, I've been living with it for a pretty long time and I had no idea and I was beating myself up because of it. And it was just creating this negative spiral and blah, all we want is upward spirals here. We're living madly. We're spiraling upwards. So yeah, I wanted to pop on here and talk about it. But before we dive into all that, my seedlings are absolutely out of control. I feel like I talked about them last week, but I told you I was just like starting them. I've got everything is going and growing and looking good. I also determined that our front yard is going to be our upcycling project of the the, the spring. Last year, the backyard was our upcycling project, and this year it's the front yard. And I am just so jazzed and excited to design a little slice of paradise, if you will. (laughs) I trash picked, yes, you heard that right, trash picked two large 
they look like they were drawers for underneath of a bed, like extra storage, under bed storage drawers. I grabbed two of them. They're huge and they're deep, which is perfect. I need those because for the front yard, I need a watering system specific, uh, like a specific watering system and I needed deep things. And so that was perfect. And then coincidentally, not even like a day later, Graham, I came home from work one day and Graham was like out and about running some errands. He was going grocery shopping and came home with not only the groceries, but he came home with a barrel, like a huge whiskey barrel, like a massive or wine barrel. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, there's this bar near us. It's called Improper City. It's in Rhino. It's amazing. It's If you ever visit Denver, it's a great, great, great place to visit. It's It really highlights the vibe that the city brings. Like It's a co- collective effort. There's a lot of different things going on. It's like a big space. There's swings in there. It's sick. It's a great, 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 great place. And so outside on their patio area, they used to have these huge barrels that people would use as like cocktail tables. And I guess they were like getting rid of them because they're coming and bringing in something new. And Graham went and picked one up and brought it home. And I like love him for that. So (laughs) we're gonna, I think we're gonna chop that thing in half and make two other planters. So the front yard is going to be filled with really cool upcycled pieces. Probably going to paint them just so they look a little cohesive. And then I have like this master plan for where I want to plant what, just so, you know, it's cute as heck. And I'm so excited. I am just so excited to be outside in the garden every single day. I feel like I've said it before. I just can't even, I can't even stress that enough. Like I am so excited to have my face in flowers all day, every day. So that's like my fun garden update and my upcycling project update, because I have a feeling you're going to join me for that journey, um, via plug style. I, I am, I'm like dying to take you on a little ASMR plug, plugging trip. And I think that's going to be the one. Okay. So anyway, let's get into it. Premenstrual dysphor, dys, I can never say it. PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. This is a mood disorder characterized by emotional, cognitive, and physical symptoms that cause significant distress or impairment in menstruating women during the luteal phase of their menstrual cycle. So PMDD happens in the luteal phase of your menstrual cycle. So if you listened to my Peace, Love, and Periods episode with Colleen, you know that a menstruating human's menstrual cycle is 28 to, it like averages 28 to 30 days long. That's like the average. 
And those days are broken into four different phases. The menstruation phase, which happens and starts on day one of your period cycle. This is when you're bleeding, you're menstruating. So that's like days one through seven. Then you enter your follicular stage. And that is like where you're feeling you're coming off of your period. So like you're feeling like coming back out into public again. You're feeling a little creative. You're feeling like, consider it like your springtime, like your own personal spring. You're starting to just stick some roots into the ground and grow a stem. And then you're blooming in your ovulation phase, which is the third phase, which this is where you are your most fertile. So you are your most best looking self. That's how I remember the ovulation phase. Like because you're designed to survive and keep the human race alive and you're fertile um, your ovulation phase is where your hormones shift and they make your skin shine. Everything just looks good on you. You're like tight and toned. You feel good. You feel sexy. You feel good in your body. And you're like in your own personal summertime. Like you are out and about. You're wearing the cutest outfits and you are killing it wherever you go. That is your ovulation phase. And then we enter into the luteal phase, which is where it's like your own personal fall, we'll call it. It's where things start to slow down, if you know what I mean. You just start to feel a little crampy, maybe, or you're just noticing that your energy this week isn't as good as it was last week. And this is the phase where the PMDD affects menstruating women the most. The most common symptoms of PMDD, irritability, nervousness, lack of control, agitation, anger, insomnia, difficulty in concentrating, depression, severe fatigue, anxiety, confusion, forgetfulness, poor self-image, paranoia, emotional sensitivity, crying spells, moodiness, trouble sleeping. Oh, it's rough. It's rough. And after, you know, finally learning this about myself and recognizing the pattern of like, oh, wow. Yeah. Every week before I get my period, I like lose my mind a little bit. It was every single week before I would get my period, before that day one. Oh my God, I would just cry. It was crazy. It was crazy. So anyway, this disorder I struggled with, I still struggle with, um, I, I just have. And like I said, I had no idea for years. I thought I was bipolar, if I'm going to be honest with you, um, that's, that's what I thought it was until like I went and I talked to someone and we started putting together the pieces of the patterns. So I honestly think this PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, 
began back when I was in college. I think after I moved to the state of Alabama and I was really, really, really on my own down there, my cortisol levels kind of just hit the roof. I was always on high alert. I didn't know anyone down there. I was trying to feed myself well, but was still at the beginning stages of learning how to take care of myself. So wasn't feeding myself the best nutrient dense meals that I could have been feeding myself. Um, And I think my insides just took a shift. And it wasn't quite the first few years at Alabama that I started to notice all of this happen. Like when I think back, because I told you I didn't know I had this for years. But after rereading some journals and looking back, um, I'm like, whoa, yeah, I was totally living with this back then. I think my, after I was like three years into Alabama, I started drinking a bunch because I was 21. I turned 21. So I was going out. I was drinking. I was not on a good sleep schedule, like at all. I was staying up all night and then sleeping all day. I was not working out consistently. I was just playing soccer still. And that was what I was considering my workout. But I was like, honestly, just sleeping all day. So probably just being lazy. I wasn't taking care of myself at all. And this was the time that I totally developed my eating disorder that I think also had a huge, huge, huge impact on my hormones. So I graduated from college and then I moved in with Graham. And my first few memories of experiencing PMDD are in those in that apartment that Graham and I moved into in Atlantic City together for the first time. I would once a month, once a month, the week before my period, would feel super insecure. Like I was really really just insecure. I was living with my boyfriend at the time, yet I felt like my boyfriend did not like me at all. And I would like freak out. I'd be like, oh my God, like, I feel like you don't love me. All this stuff. And Graham would look at me like I'm crazy. He's like, dude, we're living together. What more can I do? I do your groceries. I clean your underwear. We live together. Like, what do you mean? You don't think I love you. I'm like obsessed with you. And I would literally, I would sit there and I'd be like, I don't believe you. And I would pick a fight and it was tough. And then, you know, a week would pass and we would be fine again. And I'd be completely head over heels, obsessed and in love with him again. And this would go on for years, literal years. Because I had no idea I was suffering through this thing. But honestly, as the years went on, the symptoms got worse. They got worse with time. And COVID hit. And I think that is what triggered even more symptoms, if I'm being honest. Because that was a crazy, hectic time for me. And... So, 
like I think that's when it really started to heighten all my symptoms and it all kind of came to a head last year when I decided to go talk to somebody about what was going on in my life. I would say the PMDD really affects me psychologically. I get so irritable, so irritable. The smallest thing could tick me off instantly, instantly. And like, I can't even rationalize. I can't even have a rational conversation because I'm just irritated. I look at all of the relationships in my life and think that they aren't real. Like I literally start to despise everything, everyone. I look at Graham and I am like, I don't like you now. Like I used to think like, oh my God, he doesn't like me. But like now my brain is flipped. just like, I fuck, I don't like you today. And I even look at Shawboy like, I don't like Shaboy. And that's when I know this is hitting. I'm, I will like, obviously with Graham too. I'm like, I'm obsessed with Graham, but it's so crazy because it's just this, what happens? Your brain tricks you. Your brain just goes crazy from the hormones. Um, I get super depressed. I'm super anxious. I just feel so much anger towards everyone in my life. If you cross me on one of those days, I can over-exaggerate a really menial situation. And I think I've done it in the past with friends. And if you've experienced that, I apologize. Um, what else do I have? Oh, and I, I, it just used to keep me from being able to go into work because I just cry. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, it still is crazy, but I have changed a lot of daily habits to help combat these feelings and symptoms and all this stuff. So yeah, PMDD is no joke. And I feel like some people don't take PMS seriously. And if you're one of those people not taking PMS seriously, then you're not even going to understand this at all because it's just, this is PMS, but times 100, like your period yeah, everyone's period affects them in some way. And I hope you're tracking your cycle because this is amazing information for us menstruating humans to know like what day I'm on. You can predict how you're going to feel. And I now schedule my life around my period. I literally scheduled my wedding day to be on the cusp of my follicular and ovulation phase. So I'm going to be like in my prime living my best life on my wedding day. Let's go. So like, I don't know. Knowledge is power. This is why I'm sharing all of this with you also, because knowledge is power. And the more you know, the better. So yeah, I was experiencing a lot of symptoms and I didn't put it all together until I did. And I recognized the patterns and I wrote that down and I was dating. I was tracking my cycle, tracking my cycle and noticing the patterns. And then boom, it was like, here we go. This is what you have. This is what you're dealing with. And then once I knew that it's been a game changer, because like I said, not only can I schedule my things around these moods that I'm going to be in, I, um, can just like 
know when I'm going to be performing my best and can just optimize those days for the best. I think what was so liberating about finally figuring this all out about myself after really, really keeping track of my days and diving into my moods and like recognizing the patterns within those days that it's liberating understanding that it's not me well it's just it's the hormones i i blame it all on the hormones i have learned that obviously through some lifestyle changes, you can kind of help keep episodes, terrible episodes at bay by just switching a few of your current lifestyle habits. And I don't think you need to take anything away, obviously, because I hate taking away, but there are some things that I think you could add to if you have been listening to this and notice like, oh, wow, this happens to me, you know, A, no, you're not alone. And B, here I am sharing what works for me. Well, no, I just, um, I found some things that are super helpful with keeping my episodes at bay. And I wanted to share them with you today. The first thing that's helped me the most, obviously, is tracking my cycle. Um, I'm like a nerd about my cycle now. I know what I, I know where I'm at all the time because it's just so helpful. It's great information to know. I've been taking cold showers. Not like a full-on 30-minute cold shower. I take a seven minute hot shower and then the last three minutes or the last 10 seconds or the last five seconds or I go up anywhere from five seconds to three whole minutes I will stand under cold cold water and I do this for lots of different reasons but I've found that this has helped regulate my hormones and keep me feeling okay, not like crazy. I have been doing this since the 1st of January. I probably have only missed three days since three showers that I just could not turn it to cold, but I make it a habit. I try to, I don't know, like every single shower that I take, I slam the knob down to cold, like for the last portion of the shower. I will not get out of the shower until I get cold on my body. And I think it's been a huge game changer. The past three months, I've been feeling okay. And even though this past week, I like had a little bit of a mood moment, we'll say, I, um, wasn't experiencing some of the mental symptoms that I had been experiencing back in December and November and October. So yeah, I, I've been, I've just been taking cold showers and it's awesome. They are awesome. I'm going to do a whole episode on cold showers because there's no bad thing about it. 
and it's so easy to do and it helps your health so much, you'd be shook. Okay, I've been really, really concentrated on making sure I am hydrated always. I told you this. I carry around my Hydro Flask everywhere I go. I love it. I'm sipping on it all day long. I refuse to be dehydrated because the minute you get dehydrated is the minute shit just starts to hit the fan inside your body. We want to everything, all of the energy, all of the blood, everything you've got in your body, we want it to be moving always. And the only way of knowing that for sure is happening is by flushing it all out with water. Um, it's huge. Water's huge. Water is amazing. I knowing that Okay, so knowing the information that I know now about having PMDD, when I am entering into my luteal phase, I slow it down. I cancel, well, usually because I know when I'm going to be in it, I don't schedule things in the phase. And if I do schedule things, I know they're easy things that I can easily do and not like have a meltdown about it. But in the past, I would you know, have things on my calendar, feel like shit, feel like a garbage person. And I would go out and do it anyway. And I would not perform and I would probably be an asshole. And I just feel bad for going out into public like that and doing things. I also tried to like work on projects during those weeks. And, you know, I just wasn't my most creative self at the time. And I felt like I was forcing everything and it just was not working. So, I have learned that it's okay to slow down one week out of the month. And if you need to take a day to not be a human, take your day. I now tell Graham, I make it very, set the boundary real quick. I wake up in the morning and I look at him. If I feel bad, I'm like, I am not feeling myself today. I highly recommend This is so crazy, but I'm radically aware. I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, make both of our lives easier because Graham is perfect every single day. Nothing gets him down. He's amazing. It's perfect. It's so great to live with, but I feel bad because I'm not always the same. And, you know, he's just really witnessed my ups and downs over the years. So I will wake up and now look at him and I will be like, I highly advise you to not talk to me today and to just leave me be and like, don't ask me anything. Don't expect anything out of me because I'm not a normal human today. And it's true. I'm not. My hormones are out of whack. And because we can't see what's going on in the inside, he would never know that unless I communicated that to him before, before shit hits the fan, you know? And then he respects that boundary. He looks at me and he goes, okay, I love you. Have an okay day. And I will talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) He's the best. I love him so much. I love him so much. Um, So yeah, now I completely, I, you know, I just take a day off of being a human and I sit down and I relax and I try to read and I try to do whatever I need to do. And I don't put so much pressure on myself to, you know, push through and do whatever I needed to do. Because you know what? At the end of the day, nothing matters. (laughs) 
So why are you going to go kill yourself? Like, why are you going to, why do you have to get it done? Does it actually matter? Does it? We all die in the end. Nothing matters, you know? So yeah, let's just like curate our own experiences to be the best experience we could possibly ever live. But the only way we can do that is by being so self-aware of what we need to live our best life, what we want and what we need. You know, we need to know all of it to curate it for us because we're worth it. We're worth living our best lives. We deserve that. We do. We really do. The universe wouldn't put us here if we weren't. So I rest without guilt and the pressure of continuing to continuing to perform which is just like great. That has been a game changer. I kind of touched on this in my last episode. But this, in addition to using social media, was really, really, really having a crazy negative impact on my mental game. And I was having mental breakdowns left and fucking right, like truly. And so because this would elevate my emotions times 100, I cut out social media. I did. I don't find it helpful for my life anymore. And crazy radical difference since I have. And it's in combination with PMDD. You know, the two do not, (laughs) do not mix well. It's not a good cocktail. (laughs) If I could recommend anything else, it's not a great combination to, um, you know, use together. I don't, I don't know how to, it's just, it's just two things that don't go well together. And one thing really highlights the other, elevates the other. It's weird. So I cut out social media and that's helped. And yeah, I haven't noticed any really radically crazy mental breakdowns since. But I also have been making sure that I've been eating super well-balanced plates of food. And what I mean is like veg-heavy plates with protein, a high-quality meat protein. Red meat is my favorite, but I love like high-quality, high-quality meat. And then a very nice uh, complex carb on the side. So like rice, quinoa. I love a sweet potato. I've just been, when I, before I hit the luteal phase, I'm like nourishing my body, dude. I am going for it. I'm not eating junk food. I'm trying so hard. And even during the luteal phase to still consume really, really high quality, nutrient dense, whole foods, not much processed food, not much takeout and not much sugar. I really try to avoid the sugar because you know, sugar has an effect on our hormones and can spike our blood sugar. And I just want my body to be in as best of a homeostasis point that I could get it to while I'm going through all this shit. And if you don't know what homeostasis means, it just means everything inside is well-balanced and functioning at a normal at normal levels, like it is 
in its perfect state of being. Um, so I just, I don't try to overwhelm it with too much. I don't drink while I'm experiencing my luteal phase. I try not to. If I do, it's wine only, no hard alcohol that will send my emotions in a fucking whirl. Um, and I, if it, if it is, if I am consuming wine, it's like half a glass, half a glass to one glass. Um, and that has been helpful. I do my best. This goes along with the rest thing, but I do my best to get good sleep during these phases. I focus in so hard on my sleep. Sleep is just huge. It's a huge, huge tool that your body utilizes. And if you're not getting enough good sleep, deep sleep, um, your body will not recover correctly. And so you'll be like working, you'll be waking up every day in a deficit rather than, you know, pouring from your overflow, being so hype and ready to go, being so awake and ready to take on the day. Sleep is huge. I'm obsessed with sleep, but you know this. Um, and then the last thing I did that I found to be super helpful because you know this about me. I love to hide things. I will, I don't share things in the moment when I'm going through them because I love to process. So it's hard for me to share everything that's kind of going on in, in my life. But this was information that was detrimental for me to share with the people in my life. I felt that in order for them to really know who I am and like what I needed, they needed to know this about me. That way there was less confusion on days that I would back out of plans if I didn't track my cycle well enough. And, you know, a little mental bee popped out of nowhere um, that they could be like understanding and it would just be easier on all of us. You know, they would, it's just (laughs) communicating is key. Um, and I'm still learning this. So it's still a ongoing practice of mine that I'm working on. Um, but this was just really nice for me to share. And the minute I shared it, I can't even tell you, the weight lifted off my shoulders. And it's why I can sit here and talk about it today because everyone's like, dude, a lot of people go through this. I'm learning a lot of people experience this just like me. So I just wish somebody would have talked to me about their period symptoms a long, 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 long time ago. You know what? I, if you're still here, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you for listening to my story. Thank you. Feel free to share my story with someone who you think might be going through something similar. I'd love to talk about this with more people. I don't know anyone in my life who also experiences this, or at least they haven't come out and told me they experienced this yet. I've been telling everyone I know, hoping somebody will be like, dude, yes, I get it. I'd love to chat about it. If you have any further questions, I would be so happy to answer them. I think that this concludes this podcast though. So I hope you have one of the best days ever. Feel free to email me with your biggest takeaway and I will send you a gift. Fun facts, the gifts from the universe just made it into their first retail store. Oh, 
Um, I'm so excited. I got to send an invoice and everything. So it's happening. Um, blah, more on that later. But anyway, yes. So email me your biggest takeaway. I'll send you a gift and I hope you have the best day ever. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>